Hello and welcome to Books the Podcast, the only podcast about books. I'm Tim. I'm Tom. And we are booksmen. Tom, you're looking at your beer cans. Yeah, I quizzically. just I just switched from like a seven percent alcohol IPA to a four percent because it's you know getting a little bit later. I got to start winding down. Um, and the four percent tastes like way grosser, way stronger than the seven percent. Man, and after you've had what eight. <laughs> Cans yeah, of eight the 7%. cans of the well, I switched to the seven percent from the nine percent. So yeah, riding high, doing fine. Yeah, no, Tom. I have no tolerance anymore. Actually, we were in the park once again this weekend, and I had five five percent alcohol seltzers, uh, and that got me pretty good. I couldn't drive home. Nice. You didn't need to drive to the park, Tom. That park, no. Well, I brought my dog, and my dog has two-inch long legs. Oh, that's true. You do you ever put your your dog in a in a, in a sack or a bag? No. And I looked at a, a friend of ours who was at the park who didn't bring their dog. Friends of ours, they didn't bring their dog, uh, but they had earlier posted on Instagram a picture of their dog in a sack, and it was great. Uh, this dog's the funniest looking dog. Uh, we can give out that dog's Instagram handle, right? Sure. Uh, I'm going to find the exact spelling of it. Uh, Old Blue. Oh, I didn't know their dog had a, 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 a handle. What? You don't know their dog has an Instagram? No. Old, I just know their Harrison's previous dog's Instagram. Old Blue Eye. O L E B L U E e i e so o o l e and then just blue eye like uh frank sinatra himself uh very uh, old, old blue eyes uh uh Fra- o l e b l u e e i e e y e sorry oh. i might have missed that uh no he, he follows me <laughs> wow Wow, what a, a sicko you are, Tim, to not even follow him back. A I just dog, followed back. A dog. A, and dogs and babes and hunks are the only things worth following on Instagram, as far as I'm concerned. Everything else is Tom, garbage. Everything else is can, noise. Can I tell you something about Instagram? Yeah. I just follow my friends on Instagram. Okay. I didn't know, like, when I go to search for something. Yeah, it just shows you babes. Yeah, it's just a bunch of, it's just what people do. They just see strangers that are scantily clad and be like, well, I'm going to follow them now. Well, and it's not even the the strangers a lot of times. At least what I get, it's like celebrity fan accounts. And they just post, uh, you know, scantily clad pictures of celebrities. I know whenever I bring this up to my girlfriend, she's like, you know, that's an algorithm based on what you look at, right? I don't think that's true because I'm, I only, like, I exclusively use it to, like, I I only follow people that I know personally Uh in real life. And then when I click on the magnifying glass for search... Yeah. I get a lot of babes. Well, it knows it's you're like, a horn dog. How does it know I'm a horn dog? Because though? you're all because it knows you're you're looking at all your friends' bikini pics. But I'm not. None of my friends have bikini. There's one person I follow. <laughs> I know who this is, yeah. And now she appears to be some sort of Instagram butt model. Yeah. And well, I, maybe, I, maybe I that's skip- enough. It knows you're uh a red-blooded heterosexual man, and it says, "Hey, we got more. Hey, we we, we got we who? got we got butt picks up the gills here, man. Check it out." But if you're following your friends, you, you probably don't want to. You don't want to see their their thirst traps, right? Yeah, it would be weird. What do you think? What kind of reaction would it get if either of us ever put up a picture of our asses on? <laughs> It's great. I don't think it would be well received. 
<laughs> I mean, not no, no offense, Tom. I was gonna say no offense to you either, but I assume you're like me and have a pretty flat ass. That isn't, yeah, there's not, there's nothing is, notable about my ass. Isn't really anything to look at. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Well, I guess uh, don't look for that coming anytime soon. Unfortunately. <laughs> Not unfortunately. Look, it's nothing. I don't know, sound off in the comments if you want some butt pics. It's on nothing again. Even if I got into like really good shape, it would, I would still just have a, a pancake butt. Nothing to write I mean, home about. I don't know. You spend hours a day on a stairmaster. Yeah, but you know what? Here's here's the thing I'm afraid of because sometimes you see guys uh, who aren't in great shape and they've got like bubble butts. I yeah. don't want that. I don't want the only the only part of my body in shape being my ass because then that's going to look way out of whack. My as as somebody who is no longer young, <laughs> the best the best case scenario and what I uh, strive to maintain is just kind of uh, a body that is unremarkable. Like, yeah. Uh, there's nothing to say good or bad about it. I'm it's just trying a, to keep my it's butt. It's just vanilla from, ice cream. I'm trying to keep my butt from being literally concave. That's my goal. I'm just trying to keep it from anybody remarking <laughs> about it in any way, good or bad. Yeah. You don't want anybody thirsty. You don't want anybody bullying you about it. Yeah. You know what? I'm I'm fine. I'm fine where I am. How did we I get on want... talking about uh, uh, Instagram? And uh, because you were t- telling a dog, uh, you were you were you were talking about a dog. Oh this yeah, is, this might be the drunkest version <laughs> of books of the podcast in quite a while. You yeah. and I talked off mic, um, or not recording. Um, mm-hmm. We were catching up about a lot huh. of things, and and still uh, enjoying but for some like beers. A full hour between <laughs> what we do. Yeah, we recorded the complete guide to everything before this. That's, That's another our podcast other show, we do. Yeah, don't worry about it. And then uh, we, uh, then we record books of the podcast. This week we, we usually took a big go right break. into it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we kept drinking. We had a lot. To, we, had a lot to, we had a lot to talk about. And now you guys get to hear about our butts <laughs> and some people we know in high school who used to be goths, but now are butt models. Yeah, and look, maybe we're gonna lose Patreon subscribers, but that's. Uh, the, Nobody's the ever lost Patreon subscribers by talking about butts too much. I don't know. We might uh, set the Guinness World Record. Maybe like that is not what I signed up for. I do not want to hear about. Do you think this. we should start a separate Patreon for just like us talking about butts, and we'll see what does better? Us talking about <laughs> Sweet Valley High or us talking about butts? I don't think so. I don't think people want to hear about butts. I think they want to see about butts. Yeah, but what if we got real good at? describing them in detail you couldn't describe a nice button detail if a gun was held to your head you'd be like Uh, oh i don't know i guess it's all right juicy oh yeah (laughs) see i did it i said ah because he got titillated for a second (laughs) um yeah so when we went to the park uh i did i did not uh, walk or drive there because I uh, had my dog with me and my dog I've never I've put her in another type of bag never like a backpack and this other type of bag I've had to put her in if I take her on like the subway or the train and the whole time she's been like why am I in a fucking bag man get me out of this bag and then she climbs out of the bag I'm like now you have to go in the bag she's like I want to go in the bag you go in the bag and then the I bag. go in the bag, yeah. and I'm like, "Oh, how would this Tight happen? Yeah. What the hell?" And then it's locked. Smarted me once again. <laughs> yeah, it's locked, and all of a sudden, I'm on the train going to Albuquerque, and she's getting off at the next stop. Wow. I am. All jokes aside, I'm frequently outsmarted by my dog. <laughs> how so? Just I like will trick me into getting up so I c- so she can take my seat. <laughs> well, Tom, you're an idiot. You're just you're just fucking idiot. 
will like pretend something else is going on in another room and i'll be like all right i'll go check it out and i get <laughs> up and out mate <laughs> and she i come back and my seat's taken um what were we talking about in the park that we just we hang out in the park yeah we had hung out in the park recently yeah we we had a hangout in the park that was like the biggest hangout, like if that had been a party in pre-COVID times, yeah, it'd it would be a have good been party. the biggest party. Yeah, like we we had like, you know, like, you know, thirty people. How many people were there? <laughs> thirty too many. I was gonna say like maybe like fourteen people. Well, it count babies. Even... Count babies, Tom. There was one baby there and two toddlers. Okay, well, that's what I mean. <laughs> toddlers and babies. All right. Well, I mean, if I went to a party and there were babies and toddlers, I wouldn't stay that long. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to because I had to go to sleep. Right. Well, I mean, I would. I've been at parties with babies and toddlers. But if, uh, you know, if it was like a rocking party, I'd be like, well, I don't want child services showing up. I was older than a toddler, but when I was a young boy, I often was at parties where we would get, like, shuffled into... Uh, the bedroom of of uh, of oh, oh, Tim. What are you saying? <laughs> no, we had a party for grownups, and kids would all be like, "Hey, you go upstairs and watch with, TV with, with Uncle John." Shut up! No, they wouldn't do that. Uh, it'd be me and other kids my age, and we just watched Saturday Night Live in in wow the, uh, in the in the like bedroom with a TV in it. Yeah. One time, Macaulay Culkin was hosting Saturday Night Live. I remember that. Yeah, that was cool. I watched that at um, the Nye's house in in there in you know upstairs in a room with the TV. How exciting! It, Tom, you it doesn't sound that exciting at the time. I was like, "Holy shit! It's eleven thirty. I'm watching Saturday Night Live." Live. I used to tape Saturday Night Live when I was a kid. And you were like, very I'm rarely. up, but not only am I up, Macaulay Culkin's up. Yeah, it's like, the, I think this is finally, kids are fucking taking over. I think this is our <laughs> moment. I remember uh, uh, a few years ago when they had Betty White host uh, SNL, I was legitimately thinking, how the hell is she going to stay up this late? Yeah. She's still alive? She's still with us? Yeah, she's still with us. She's up there. Yeah, I feel like when uh, when Betty White hosted SNL, that was during the whole uh, Betty White like resurgence, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was at the height of it. I think there might get- have even been an online petition to get her on there. Do you want to guess at what year that happened? 2014? 2010. Oh, it wow. It happened over 10 years ago. And she was like impossibly old 10 years ago. And it was a it was a gag because it was like, man, what an old lady. Well, like I was saying, I was like, this old lady is going to fall asleep during a sketch. Yeah. May 8th, 2010. That episode aired. Jeez, that does not feel like it was 10 years ago. Yeah. Guess what? <laughs> At some point, we're just going to be like, we're going to be doing this shit, and we're yeah. still going to be doing it over FaceTime because fucking COVID's still going to be a thing. It's going to be like, can you believe 2020 was 20 years ago? <laughs> yeah. And we're 60 years old, and we're fucking, it, it, life sucks, and everything sucks. I won't be 60 years old in 20 years. The hell with you. I don't want to do this show anymore. I don't want to do this I won't this be episode. 60 years old in 20 years. I'll be dead. <laughs> <laughs> I've been dead and buried for 19 years. <laughs> Tim, this week I read a new book uh, in the Sweet, Halle, Sweet Valley High series. Ah, these teens, fuck them. Sweet Halley Vi, uh, called Camp Killer. I believe it is book 135 in the Sweet Valley High series. I'll have more to say about this next week, but... I I've I've been doing some research about uh the the author of these books. And at first I thought Who is the author? Oh, I'm looking her up now. Uh what her name is, that is. Um at first when I was reading Betty White? <laughs> Francine Pascal. And at first I was like, 
when I was doing some research, I was like, holy shit, I think she wrote every one of these books. And then I was reading an interview with her and she didn't even write the first book. Like, Wait, what? Yeah, she like wrote the outlines and the ideas. I don't know if she even wrote the outlines. She got a story by credit? No, I mean, she she's credited as an author on every single one of these books. It is, But in real life, she's just coming up with the plots? Yeah, and ghost writers are writing them. And I think she's doing, like, pretty extensive plots. Like, she, and she wrote, like, you know, the the story Bible, the character Bible, uh, not the religious Bible, not the Christian Bible. Uh, she, but she did take Maybe a, she did. She did know. take a stab at it. <laughs> but in this version, instead of uh, Jesus Christ, it was uh, Jessica and Elizabeth Christ. I'd like to rewrite the Bible. <laughs> you can go for it. People won't be mad either if you try it. I'd jazz it up a little bit. I remember when I was a teenager... There, and you would have been a teenager, too. There was, like, a big story about, uh, like, there was some new version of the Bible coming out that was written as a novel. And people mm-hmm. were, like, real, you know, uh, some people were real mad about it. Evangelicals? And then, yeah. And, then you know, the, the guy behind the novel, I think it was a guy, was like, look, the Bible you're reading, you realize the original Bible wasn't written in English, right? <laughs> like... Every version of the Bible's a translation for the most part. Uh, but I never, uh, I don't think it was very good. I never heard anything about it. But I remember as a teen being like, oh, that'd be interesting. Because anytime I cracked open the Bible, it's like, this is unpenetrable. You know, give me, give me a point of view on this. Let me, let me follow Jesus around for a bit. All I'm seeing is the book of God, the Bible as a novel, but that is... 2010, June 23rd, 2010, a mere mere month after Betty White (laughs) hosted Saturday Night Live. Coincidence? Uh, I don't think so. This novelization of the Bible came out by Walter Wengren Jr. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure this wasn't the first person to ever uh, think of that idea. Yeah. But anyway... uh, Yes, yeah, so Janine Pascal, Francine Pascal, uh, apparently had all the ideas because from what I, again, I'll talk about it more next week, but from what I read in this interview was like, yeah, they had asked her some kind of question of what kind of, what do you tell your, your ghost writers, you know, uh, it, when you talk to them face to face, like, about what they should do. And she, her answer was something along the lines of, I tell them, don't come up with your own shit. <laughs> Follow what I told you. Don't deviate from the plan. Why doesn't she just write the goddamn books herself? Because that's the hard part. Execution's always the hard part. Yeah. Coming up with a story is easy. That's what, as, you know, not... Spoken like a true novelist. Well, not to say... I got a lot of ideas. Tom, I could write better books not, than you. Not to, to. not to sound like I'm, uh, you know, uh, some kind of master writer, some master author, but I do occasionally run into people who are like, I have a great idea, and they don't understand that ideas are a fucking dime a dozen. <laughs> actually doing it actually executing it that's the really hard part i mean it's the boring part but is it hard no probably not <laughs> no the f- <laughs> god damn it tim the fact that it's boring is what makes it hard what do you do all day I and it's not this all and it's not life. necessarily boring if you're doing it right it's not boring but doing it right is is hard it, you have to there's a lot to it, and and it's just very frustrating whenever somebody tells me, like, yeah, I have a great idea, but, like, ah, eh. And especially when they're like, I can't tell you, you'll steal it. Where it's like, no, I'm not interested in fucking stealing ideas. If you're willing to write a book based on my ideas, that's great. That's why there are, you know, that's why ghostwriters get paid shit, and James Patterson's a billionaire. No, I guess that's the other way around. No, it should be the other way around. <laughs> yeah, well, because... The he, ideas he, are the valuable part. Yeah. I mean, he's, I, he, 
he's got the the name and the I guess he's got good ideas. I've never read a James Patterson book, but I'd people like to seem read to this, like him. Uh, this zoo book. Yeah, or what about the book he wrote with Bill Clinton about the president being missing? Yeah. Anyway. Did Bill Clinton actually write that book? No. <laughs> Do you think James Patterson just hired Bill Clinton as a ghostwriter? <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, we better put his name on it. It costs a lot of money. <laughs> I mean, he did do a lot of work. He was working for like six months on that first draft. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, can you read that story in uh, the <laughs> the Times where it's just like Barack Obama is mad at Michelle Obama? Because, no. Uh. uh He's like, ah, she's getting all this attention for her book, Becoming. Yeah. And I've been working on my book. She used a ghostwriter. And, like, uh, I don't use a ghostwriter because that's cheap. I didn't read that that story. I find that hard to believe. For no, I don't find that idea hard to believe. I find it hard to believe that Barack Obama would share that sentiment with anyone. Yeah, that's 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 kind of how I feel, too. Like, I could get him feeling that way, but I think he's too smart to tell anyone that. Anybody who has served, like, George W. Bush is an idiot. Yeah. But he's been smart enough not to fucking run his mouth about anything once he got out of office. Yeah, and not to, like, run his mouth about being mad, jealous of his wife. Yeah, exactly. For having to work less. But he's just like... I recognize um, a war criminal, and uh, <laughs> anything I say can be used against me. Um, I'm just going to shut the fuck up for a while. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, especially considering, like, uh, you know, uh, love him or hate him, Barack Obama did a pretty good job as far as presidents go, not as far as normal people go, but as far as presidents go, of, like, not saying stupid shit. Yeah. Like, there's... I don't know. I think as far as normal people go, most presidents, most oh, presidents, yeah, yeah. not all presidents, <laughs> right. are very good at not saying stupid oh, shit. Oh, 100%. Like, yeah. You if, and I, if, we have, we have if we were on what, TV 11 multiple years times of shit, a day. we're normal people. Yeah. And and if you went through our back catalog of our uh, stupid other show, don't bother looking it up. Um, you know, we're unelectable. Right. Right. We can't get elected to any office. Mm -hmm. We can't get elected dog catcher because of what I said about the Kardashians in 2011. (laughs) Well, to say nothing of horrible things you said about Nelson Mandela. I didn't uh, say anything about Nelson Mandela. I was going to say you can't get elected dog catcher because of all the shitty things you said about the dog catchers union. Yeah. And also, I like dogs. Who wants to catch them? I'd catch him and then pat him and then let him go. Catch and release is <laughs> well, what I call it. You won't let him go. They're run into traffic. They're fine. Anyway, my my point is just I, I think Barack Obama's smart enough to not mouth off to anybody about how he's mad at his wife for not having to work as hard as him. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I read it in the failing New York Times, Tom. I don't yeah, know well, yeah, there you go. I'll tell you what that newspaper is good for, lining a birdcage. Chapter one of Camp Killer, Tim. Uh, How many chapters are we getting through tonight? Seven chapters. Okay. Let's hurry it up. I have to pee. <laughs> uh, we... First goddamn sentence. Elizabeth, we remember... Tim, you remember Elizabeth and Jessica? Elizabeth is uptight and Jessica is cool as hell. Elizabeth isn't necessarily uptight, but she's more She wears bookish. glasses, for Christ's sake. I don't even know if she wears glasses. I think she's just like the 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 more bookish of the two. She wears her hair in a, a tight braid and the other one just Not all the flow. time, but, but often, yeah. We open the first goddamn sentence. Elizabeth is making out with Joey Mason. Joey Mace. And guess what? As she's making out with them, she's thinking about her boyfriend, Todd Wilkins, back in Sweet Valley. Wait, where the fuck is she? She is in a camp in Montana. 
A performing arts camp for the summer. Where's Sweet Valley? California. What are these girls leaving the coolest place on earth to go to fucking Montana for? Because they're always going away for the summers, Tim. So she's two-timing old Tommy? Todd. Todd? (laughs) Yeah. This isn't my girlfriend. Is that what you thought? I thought your girlfriend was at a camp in Montana two-timing you. I was furious on your behalf because you didn't seem all that concerned. I understand why you'd make that mistake because that has happened to me in the past. But this is a fictional account. Um, Yeah. You just got to stop dating all these twins. I know that you like to go, and twins. Both these girls, we'll get into it. But they're just constantly cheating on their boyfriends whenever they're away. Hmm. Uh, they're at a performance. Are they cheating or are they just like, look? I mean, they're not, making We're out. not exclusive. No, I don't think it's that. I think they are exclusive and they're not sleeping with anybody. Uh, but they're making out and like falling for, quote unquote, these other guys. How old are these girls? 16, 17? Uh, at this point, I think they're perpetually 16 until oh, like yeah. different series where then they do age. Right. Um, but they're at a performing arts camp. Um, uh, they Once again, I think I've picked up in the middle of a trilogy of stories. <laughs> where um, the, the you pre- fucked up so much. <laughs> the previous story laid a lot of groundwork. Uh, but I think honestly, if I read that other book, it would be like, cool. They laid all the groundwork and then nothing happened. And then the book ended. I probably should have read three of these books that were all part of like a single storyline. Yeah. Or the third book in any one of the series where it would resolve anything. Yeah. I mean, also the stories aren't that hard to pick up on. Uh, they're at a, they're at a performing arts camp in Montana. Lizzie, uh, Elizabeth is referred to, she's a junior counselor at the camp. Her 10-year-old campers refer to her as Dizzy Lizzie. Ah, what a a bunch of shits. (laughs) Um, But uh, it's a performing arts camp. She won the writing contest and her play got performed. And that's what we know so far. That happened in the last book. What was the play? Oh, I forget what it was called, but she wrote it. It, it sounded, honestly, between you and me, it sounded like a ripoff of Rome, Romeo and Juliet, but uh, neither here nor there. Uh, okay. she, she's making out with this guy, Joey, and she uh, mentions how, like, she's like, oh, I'm cold. And, like, Joey's like, oh, I give you my sweatshirt. It's his Yale sweatshirt. He's trying to break it in so it doesn't look new when he goes to Yale in the fall. Once again, Elizabeth is with a guy who is an adult. He is 18 plus and she is presumably still 16, which is problematic in my opinion. Wait, what is the problem here? He's an adult and she's 16, depending on the laws in the How state. How old is he? 18. Yeah, that's fucked up. Um, I mean, it's not super fucked up, but it could be according to the law. Anyway, um, she mentions that, uh, I'll get to that later. Never mind. Um, Jessica snuck off to see a guy. Uh, she's away. Uh, but Jessica previous to seeing this guy had declared a moratorium on boys for the summer after her boyfriend, Christian Gorman was killed. How? We find out later through gang violence. So many people they know get so many people, so many of their boyfriends get killed. Yeah. This is. uh, They have very dramatic lives. Yeah. The last book. Valley doesn't seem so sweet after all. Well, I think that's the idea. The last book, Elizabeth's boyfriend had recently been killed. She thought by Jessica at Jessica's hand. Because of a car accident, it turned out that wasn't the case. But now, uh, yeah, you know. I didn't follow a lot of that, but yeah. And all these stories take place in an extremely condensed time period. So I think 
Jessica's boyfriend may have died less than a week ago. <laughs> but she has fallen for Paul Mathis, a townie. He's from the... I don't like that they use everybody's last names. Uh, why? Is this still chapter one? Yeah. Fuck, we gotta <laughs> keep moving. Uh, they also uh, established that uh, another girl there is named Maria. She also lives in Sweet Valley. She is a former child actress. And she has a friend, Nicole Baines, who Elizabeth uh, says is the bane of her existence. Oh, I get it. So she's like Bane from Batman. Like Batman, the Bane of Batman's existence is Bane. Is it though? Don't you think it's the Joker or the Riddler? uh, Bane broke Batman's back. And guess what, Tim? Spoiler alert. If you're not caught up in DC Comics recently, guess who Bane killed? Superman. Alfred. Oh, wow. Yeah, right in front of Damian Wayne, right the in butler? front of Robin. Yeah, snapped his neck. Um, you know what? Doomsday killed Superman one time. <laughs> That's true, Tim. <laughs> it's good to see you're keeping up with comic books. Uh, Nicole wears a backward uh, red cap, so she's a MAGA, I think. A MAGA hat. Yeah, yeah backwards MAGA hat. Um, and boy, ooh, Nicole hates her. Nicole thinks about Elizabeth and she's like, she deserves to be punished. So apparently Elizabeth was with this guy, Joey, before. Or I'm sorry, Nicole was with this guy, Joey, before Elizabeth. I'm not following any of this. Just just stop telling me names. Chapter two, Uh, Jessica and Paul. They're there. That's, uh, you know, Jessica's the one that just had the boyfriend die. But now she's got this new townie boyfriend. They're walking down a uh, country road late at night, and uh, Jessica's a little bit spooked. And uh, uh, Paul's telling her about this story about a woodsman getting fired from the camp after uh, he was caught fooling around with the head counselor. Which What's like, a woodsman? I don't know. He was a woodsman that worked for the camp, though. So it's like, I don't so know. So did he just like cut the firewood? I don't know. And he was caught fooling around with the Hank Counselor. I don't understand if it's just like there's a strict rule, no uh, employee relationships, or it's like, oh, this woodsman was like 48 years old, and he was caught uh, messing around with the Hank Counselor who was 15 <laughs> or something. Right. Um, Anyway, uh, whoa, Tom, what I just googled or I duck duck goad woodsman, yeah, and it came up with a bunch of bullshit. So I, uh, I googled, I, I refined my search and mm-hmm. wrote woodsman job to find out what a woodsman does, yeah. And the first thing that came up was uh, murdering, bane staffing. Wow. So they're the ones who hire Banes to, yeah, to work somewhere to yeah. thwart Batman. Mm-hmm. Sorry, and, go on. And kill Alfred. Um, so Jessica and Paul, they're walking down a country road. Jessica snuck out, and she's kind of like stuck now, we find out. She's like miles away. She has to get back to the camp. Um. Uh, uh, Paul has this idea and he's like, come on. They sneak into a barn and Paul introduces her to a horse named Phil. Mm-hmm. And then and then they ride that horse. A back. horse has a person's name. <laughs> and then they ride that horse back to camp. And the whole time I'm thinking like this horse is probably dead asleep. It's the middle of the night. Yeah. So well, horses don't know what time it is. Horses sleep whenever they whenever they're uh, in the stables, and then they're awake whenever they're out of the stable. Anyway, uh, it's true. <laughs> we we find out that uh, this counselor or uh, a camper named Maggie, like a ten year old, made a tape of Nicole, a videotape admitting that she stole Elizabeth's play. I guess this is like drama from the last book. So Elizabeth and Nicole hate each other, but Nicole mm-hmm. hates Elizabeth more. 
chapter three, Nicole sneaks into Lacey's office. Lacey's like the, uh, 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 what's her name from Hey Dude? The older blonde woman. Lucy. Lucy. Lacey's the Lucy of this camp. Nice. Um, uh, the actress that plays her is on the tip of my tongue. I can almost <laughs> name all of the the actors' names. Uh, from Hey Dude. Uh, from Hey Dude. Um, the uh, Nicole sneaks into the like head office and there are files on all the counselors and she's like, "Ooh, what I would give to have a minute to go through these." It's like, "What do you think is in these files? Like, this isn't a government agency." Uh, but she says, "Okay, Dizzy Lizzie, I'll trade you one clown for one hunk," and uh, that's what she's thinking as she's penciling in changes for the teams for the upcoming color wars uh, oh, I know at the about camp. Color wars. Yeah, that's not Do you race remember wars. Kyle from uh, Hey Dude. Yeah, he he runs uh, uh, what you call it records. Is it him? Okay, yeah, because that was his only acting yeah. credit. Uh, with uh, with the, what's his name from the whatever LCD sound system? Yes, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, Tim, we're not talking about LCD sound system or Hey Dude. We're talking about Sweet Valley High. Are we talking about David Brisbane, Mister Ernst? <laughs> um. Uh, Nicole comes out of the office and a 12 year old boy is like, Hey, you going to wear uh Hey, Nicole, you wearing your orange bathing suit today. And Nicole knows that's your skimpiest bikini. And, uh, you know, she like, uh, slaps the kid or something. And then the pig, ca- and then the counselor is like, Hey, but are you wearing it? And she's like, Oh, you, um, fucking scumbag. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's a girl named Lila. She's there. She's also from Sweet Valley. This book does the same thing where we like cut to another character story frequently that seems just completely superfluous. Yeah, but like, I don't know. The, there's already twins. One of them's the B plot. There's like a C plot. Right. Um, uh, Lila is there to support Jessica because she lost her boyfriend to gang violence. She's in love with this guy named Bo, which is short for Beauregard Crichton III. He's a rich boy. Lila is also rich. They're both rich shitheads. Uh, Lacey, the camp counselor, the head counselor, wears a brown fedora, and it sounds like she's a real dork. Uh, Todd, Elizabeth's boyfriend, sends her a care package, you know, and she feels real guilty about it. Right. Chapter four. Uh, uh, Elizabeth calls. No, I'm sorry. Jessica calls her boyfriend. You're reading from notes. Jessica calls Paul. I'm looking at you. You're reading from notes. Jessica calls Paul. He works at his family's restaurant. That's how he's got money. And uh, it's the afternoon. It seems like nothing's happened to this book in the first four chapters. This book sucks this book's so bad so far um uh paul's paul's parents made him work at the restaurant because of the horse thing so he can't really like go hang out with her uh the campers are performing skits is this a horse thing did you say yeah because he stole a horse phil the horse oh okay you remember phil from earlier the horse yeah, it has a person's name. It's very funny. Uh, the campers are performing skits. And I was thinking about this. Like, I went to a Boy Scout camp once with a, a friend of the show, Dan Deacon, and his family. Because his aunt was uh, the 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 camp nurse. So uh-huh. she could, like, have family there for free. So we went to a Boy Scout camp. Let me ask you this. Did you meet any Hollywood actors while you Tim, were there? Tim, I re- met Raul Julia there. And wow, uh, the silver screen is Gomez Adams. Yeah, Tim, because it was the same camp they filmed Gomez uh, or Adams Family Values at, and this was the camp. So this camp was like out in the middle of nowhere, I think. And it was like, look, you're gonna drop your kid off here, 
it's like hours from anything. So we have a camp across the river for families to stay at. So it's like, yeah, send your kid out here for a week and you can camp out with like maybe your younger kids or whatever for a week. And I remember there was like a night at the fire where like it was like sketch night or skit night. It was as like a, I don't know, like a 12 year old. It was unwatchable. I can't even imagine being uh, an adult having to watch all these kids do their half ass sketches or skits. Anyway, that's what happened here. I mean, uh, you know, teens are going to teen and put on dumb... No, this wasn't the teens. It's like the 10-year-olds at their uh, council. Uh, okay. Um, uh, Joey tells the campers about uh, this, like, scary story about the woodsman and that um, uh, hunters have found this, like, cabin... And they found these shoes in the cabin. They're like, oh, these shoes are heavy. And they were heavy because they still had feet in them. And then five cam- five campers got lost this one time and only one came back and they didn't have any hands. And they and they said, uh, crazy Freddy, crazy Freddy. And that was all they ever said for the rest of their life. You know, even once they were institutionalized. They came back with no hands? No hands. Crazy Freddy had chopped them off, presumably. Wow. And they remember s- the Crazy Eddie? <laughs> I do. His prices were insane. And they say you can still hear the sounds of uh, wood being chopped out in the woods. And that's, you know, Crazy Eddie. Uh, Nicole. Crazy Freddy. Wait, Freddy. Crazy they Freddy. Named, they named their Jason analog Freddy? Yeah. Like Freddy Krueger? Look, it it was the nineties. It was fine. Uh Nicole all very confusing. Nicole, who hates Elizabeth, thought to herself, Oh, I think it's time for Elizabeth to meet Crazy Freddy. Chapter five. Uh Jessica's uh, like hanging out in the lake late at night. Lila's with her. Lila says she would give anything to see the inside of a mall. She's sick of the nature. Um I I concur with Lila at the moment. The, like to go to an Abercrombie and Fitch. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Um, I wouldn't they, buy anything, but it'd be nice to browse. Right? Yeah, and just smell all the scents. Mm-hmm. Um, Lila, Lila is like, all right, I'm heading back, and Jessica's like, I'm going to hang out. All of a sudden, somebody comes up behind Jessica, clamps their hand over her mouth, drags her to the boathouse as she's like scratching and like desperately trying to get away. Well, it was Paul. It was her boy toy. Um, And they, you know, make out for a bit. Uh, Well, that's not cool. No, it didn't sound cool at all. But he gave the excuse of like, well, I didn't want you to like scream and people know I'm here because obviously he's he's not allowed to be there. Mm -hmm. Nicole sneaks into the boys bunk and goes through all of Joey's shit. So keep in mind, Nicole was dating Joey before Nicole was outed as like a real piece of shit and Elizabeth started dating Joey. Right. Uh huh. Uh, Elizabeth. All these people have such generic names that I can't bring myself to care. <laughs> like Tim and Tom. We should just name. They should name people Cookie. <laughs> um, and Hot Rod. <laughs> uh. Uh. So Nicole goes through Joey's shit. Here's a weird thing that you have to understand with with this story so far. We understand that two characters, both Elizabeth and Joey, have they're both teenagers as camp counselors. They both have their own personalized stationery. Okay. And Nicole steals Joey's stationery, writes a letter to To Elizabeth. To do fraud? Yeah, writes a letter to Elizabeth, like, hey, come meet me behind the boathouse after a light's out. Chapter six. Elizabeth's waiting there, waiting, waiting. She sees a shadowy figure in flowing dark robes swinging an axe. So, of course, she gets the fuck out of there. Guess what? It was Nicole. We knew it was Nicole. Elizabeth, you know, eventually is like, I don't know why I'm so afraid of. But then she's like, I really want to see Joey. I'm horny as heck. 
Uh, so she, she says horny in the book. No, she doesn't say horny, but you know, read between the lines. So yeah, she okay. decides to walk around the lake to the other side of the lake, which this camp's very similar to the camp I stayed at with Raul Julia. Um, she goes to the other side of the lake. Lacey, who remember is in charge, Lacey's a Lucy. She goes, she like sticks her head out her window and she's like, Hey, shithead, get, get back to your side of the lake. I got my eye on you. Um, and you know, she's like, Oh, you caught me. She goes back. Chapter seven, uh, Liz and Joey are out for a late night swim. They hear wood being chopped. Uh, Joey runs, she, Joey's like, I've had enough of this shit. He runs after the, the wood chopper, doesn't catch her, but they can both see like, oh, that was Nicole again. This Nicole is crazy. Um, Nicole then, you know, so Nicole can't scare Elizabeth with, with pretend to be the woodsman. So Nicole right. decides, well, the next best thing I do can do is write a letter to her boyfriend, Todd, back in Sweet Valley High uh, about how uh, uh, she's cheating on her. And include, I mean, that's a, that's a good plan. And include a photograph that she has taken of the two of them oh, smooching. Nice. nice. Um, I mean, if I were Todd, I would, I would be devastated. Yeah, well, and that's what she's after. Uh, she just wants to destroy Elizabeth. But she goes to like drop off the letter and there's this other girl, Maria. She's the one who's the child actress uh, who lives in Sweet Valley. And she's friends with the twins and Nicole. She's the one who introduced them, thought they would be friends, but they turned out to be bitter yeah, enemies. They turned out not to be, yeah. And she's like, hey, what are you doing? Don't, don't do that. Don't, don't send a horrible letter, even though it's true. Uh, and then they reminisce about the time they got lost trying to find Tower Records on Broadway in New York City. And somehow... I love it. That's, that's where I spent my college years, my friend. Somehow they got so lost they ended up in New Jersey. Those that, idiots. Yeah, don't get on the path train, morons. Yeah, don't what are you doing? walk across a bridge, you fucking idiots. Yeah. And that that was the end of the chapter. And like Nicole kind of begrudgingly was like, fine, I won't send that letter. I'll and she had also stolen a letter that Elizabeth was sending Todd because she hadn't written to Todd in a while. So it was like a letter of like, oh yeah. She wasn't being like too lyingy. Like she wasn't saying like oh i love you and all this stuff and like i miss you and i'm being faithful to you it was a lot of like uh you know coach responses but still giving a response to keep old todd on the hook right tom and that was this it books, this book's boring i'm halfway through tim i haven't seen a real mountain man yet yeah this sucks i was i was prepared to be spooked and yeah. It's Halloween month, and I'm not spooked in the least. No, so far it's like, all right, well, twice this Nicole character has uh, pretended to be a woodsman, and the second time she didn't fool anyone. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe there's no woodsman, and maybe we just leave fucking <sighs> if there's If there's no woodsman, I'm giving this book two stars. Listen to this, ready? Got a light. Oh, is that the woodsman? Yeah, from uh, from Twin Peaks. Got a light. <laughs> I don't think I I remember that woodsman. How far did you make it into season three on Showtime? I only made it until the midway point. Oh, the woodsman come out and they go. Got a oh, light. Oh, I do remember that now. Yeah. So the guy's all covered in soot. Yeah. They're in black and white usually, and they go, God, a light. <laughs> yes. I don't think it's that woodsman. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, that was, that was it so far. My favorite story is Snow White and the Woodsman. Okay. <laughs> I have to pee real bad. Tom, <laughs> uh, any final thoughts about uh, this book? Uh, this book. Do so, we need to read the rest of it? 
Yeah, I'll read the rest of it. I'll I'll try and condense it further next time. And uh, I'm going to read this interview with Francine Pascal uh, in in its entirety because I'm fascinated by her a bit. And uh, we can talk about that at least. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Maybe the woodsman's going to show up and fucking hack everybody to pieces. Maybe yeah, there's I the last Sweet Valley High book. Fucking hope so. Yeah. So far, no good. Do you think any preteen that's ever read the Sweet Valley High book and like gotten to the midpoint, it's like, maybe this will be the last book ever? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, this one, it was just like a lot of conversation about, um, like, you know, not even the drama about like their new boyfriends and one of them has a boyfriend, one of them has a deceased boyfriend. It's not even about that. It's just like them pining for their new boyfriends when they're not around. It's like this is boring as hell to read. Yeah. Well, teen girls are boring. <laughs> All teens are boring. Yeah. Every teen is boring and their problems are boring. Yeah. So they maybe think, they think they're unique. The problems are unique, but it's the age old problems and We've all gone through it, and hey, if you're going through some problems, don't worry about it. It's all the same. Everything will be fine. Good, good night, everybody. <laughs> you say something? Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe this is maybe this really appe- appeals to uh, to teen readers uh, because they can relate to it more. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I'm pretty immature, and I can relate to it. I could relate to it. It was just boring. Right. I don't know. Maybe, like I said, maybe the next one's going to be gory as hell and very exciting. We can hope. We can only hope. But uh, we'll we'll find out next week. We'll find out next week. Thank you all for being patrons. What's the matter, Tim? You have to pee or something? You seem very uh, desperate to wrap up the episode. Yeah, I had to pee so bad. All right. Uh, Are you going to pee your pants? Thanks for being patrons. Goodbye, everybody. Oh, my God. He peed his pants. I can see it.